0: Summer House is back in our lives, and today we share, and this was our first Summer House interview ever, Stephen McGee, March 10th, 2020. Talk it all, remember the work is twins, remember the good old days of Summer House? We reflect, I mean, this show has really changed a lot. I think it's gotten better. I mean, I didn't think it was going to make it when it first came on. Talk about all of that. Remember, Stephen used to be really good friends with Carl. They had this whole falling out over the fact that Stephen claims... That Carl had his dick sucked by a guy. Steven's words, not mine. I mean, that comes up. I mean, you know, I guess back when I had no idea, this was our 10th show ever. So back when I had no idea what I was doing, I guess I did because somehow that came up. So maybe I don't give myself enough credit for the early days. I cringe when I listen to my early shows. I mean, I also cringe when I listen to some of the recent shows, but this is a trip down. Summer House is back on our TVs, guys. So Stephen McGee, we talk about it all. Isn't it time for Summer House to have a new gay housemate in the Hamptons? I think so. Come on, Bravo. We want that diversity. I mean, they're doing so good, but I want a gay guy on Summer House. So listen to our chat with the one and only Stephen McGee hey guys this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope how is everyone doing today well let's just get right into it because we are joined today by we have a guest in the studio the one and only Stephen mcgee hi guys from hi. formerly or just from Summerhouse. yeah how are yeah. you i'm doing good Thank you for coming in. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I I double-checked this morning because I never know if someone's actually going to make it, you know? Yeah, it's tricky, but it's such a nice day. I was up early. It is very nice. So, yeah, so you're from Summer House and now you're here. So I figured, why don't we start at the beginning before we get into all the fun stuff? Yeah. You can give us, you know, everyone always is shocked when I ask this. Like, they're like, really? You want to hear about this? Give us the Cliff Notes version of like, where are you from? Okay, yeah. Um, So
2: I am originally from private Alabama, which is a small little town. Um, Grew up there, born and raised. All my family is there, like everybody. Which we saw on the show. Yeah. So I started going to school in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, It was a Christian school, a college. I was a good little Southern boy. And then... And you weren't out at this time, I wasn't out. Okay. And then... In my sophomore year, a senior got kicked out for being gay. Really? Yeah. Like, kicked out of in school Tennessee. your senior year. And... Like in the
0: 90s, <laughs> right?
2: <I'm> just <laughs> Like 2010. Wow. Um, 2009, yeah. And kicked out. And um, I was just like, I don't think I can be here. Yeah. And I came to New York over my fall break. And I was like, that's it. And I went back and withdrew um from school and moved to new york at 20 years old really 2000 uh 2000 the end of 2009 wow and i've been here now i'm a new yorker i've been here 10 years wow and yeah i kind of just put it together i moved here with like two thousand dollars which as you know is nothing in new york i
0: mean i was gonna say like (laughs) so what did you do at 20 when you moved here you just figured it out
2: i had a two-month sublet in astoria that i found on facebook And so that was 1,300 of the 2,000 gone, and I just figured it out. I was like – I had that look, so I went right to Hollister to get a job when I got here. I was like, they'll hire me, and I can start working right away, and I did. And then – Which Hollister? The big one in Soho. Okay. Like – This (sighs) it was, this,
0: isn't, th- th- <sighs> this is an important question. Yeah.
2: The big one in Soho that got infested with bed bugs while I was there. It, it was did. a big bed bug thing.
0: But they had the cute boys that stood in the entranceway with no shirts.
2: Yeah. They had the people. Those were like, those were the greeters. So they had those. I was considered a model, which basically I just wore clothes that you could buy in the section of the store that I was standing in and stood there. And w- all I was allowed to people to say to people was, hey,
0: what's up? what if someone said can you get this in my size you didn't there have to was help someone them. else there that would help them i just stood well that's like <laughs> even a better job because i've mean, worked retail way back in the day and it was i i was not feeling it but like try doing eight hours
2: where you're just standing and can yeah. only say hey what's up yeah that's not fun it's not fun and you're in the dark like that was back when the stores are dark and they're blasting the music and
0: and it's the same music over and over all day. Yeah. Like oh my out gosh.
2: But they did introduce me to some good artists. I did find some good ones in there.
0: See, that's good. So you did that, and you worked, and then you just were so happy you were in New York. You're like, I can be gay yeah. here. I was like, I can do anything. I'm amazing. I'm I'm in New York. And then I
2: was, but I was broke, poor. And then I started working in events, and. um the first event that I ever did in New York, I was working for this company, and they do all the decor for the Met Gala. Oh. So that was my first event, and well, that's um, not too shabby. Yeah. So I was twenty years old, just like looking up, you know, just in awe with my mouth open at all these people. Oh, it's like
0: you were at the Met Gala.
2: Yeah. Oh wow. Like people did not know that I wasn't that I was staff. I was yeah. Wearing tux and like I wasn't like a waiter, so. The Met Gala's
0: major. It
2: was incredible. And now I've gone three times. Oh, my God. Which is, like, insane. And now,
0: to me, I'm like, oh, it's just the Met Gala. (laughs) I'm that person. You're like, okay, I'm, like, over the Met Gala. Yeah. So you did that, so you fell into events. Yeah. So I fell
2: into events, and... I, so I was doing these, like, fashion-based events, which was really cool. And then I started working for a nightlife company running all of their events, which we can come back to later. I yes,
0: because that's kind of what you do now. Yeah. So okay. I was working for
2: nightlife, and that is where I met Lindsay Hubbard.
0: See, you're doing such a good transition for me because I was going to – that was really kind of my next yeah. question. Like, So Lindsay was the first cast member of Summer House you met.
2: So – Yes. So it's actually very interesting. So Summer House was not my first TV show.
0: Really? Okay. Um,
2: I was on this one season show that aired on E! called Playing With Fire, which was about the food scene in New York. And there was like different people. There was like Anna Boyardi on there, whose grandfather is Chef Boyardi. There was Candice Kumai, who's like a writer for GQ, like food stuff. Um, uh, Todd English was on it. And then our company was on it as well. Um, Because we were like the cool, trendy restaurants. And so I wasn't supposed to be on there. But then when they're filming the first day in the office, I said something really bitchy, as people know I like to do. You did. They were literally like, can we put a mic on you? And so we did that, and the show did not rate well. They canceled it, but they really. Because I was going
0: to say, I have, like, I am a reality junkie. Like, I quote reality shows, and people are like, what the hell is that? I'm like, it was on for four weeks. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I've never heard of this show.
2: show Did you
0: see my eyes lighting up? Like I I need to go find this show. It came
2: on after the Kardashians and we were like, oh my God, this is gonna be amazing. And then the ratings flopped and they moved it to Fridays.
0: Oh my god. And
2: like Fridays on E, I mean you might as well just be a commercial. Yeah. That's um, right. But they loved our company, so we shot another pilot. That they ended up not picking up. But when we shot that pilot just for our company, they pulled in Lindsay Hubbard. So that's how I met her, shooting a pilot for another show. Oh my God. So then Lindsay was friends with the twins and Kyle and everybody. So
0: when and so okay, back it up because everyone okay. Let this is okay. So you see, meet Lindsay now. W- before we get to all these other wonderful people, like what happens? You guys become fast friends.
2: Yes. So we actually became really like, fast friends. we side. were hanging out a lot, and like the producers for our show that never went anywhere loved it. Like we we were hanging out all the time, and and
0: she was in PR
2: at and this time. She too. was in PR and. At the same time that we shot our second pilot, the pilot for Summer House was being shot. Really? With Lindsay's friends. And then, and I knew nothing about it during this time. And then when we did not get picked up, she jumped over
0: to Summer House. And so, like, were people already signed at that point? Like, Carl was already involved? So, no. I know these are minor (sighs) details. So, at that point,
2: they shot the pilot, and the original pilot was shot with Kyle, the twins, and Christina Gibson from season one. So those were the first four people. And then they started reaching out to their other friends. So those four were involved. And then they pulled in Lindsay and therefore Everett because they were dating. Yes. And then they were looking for somebody to kind of, you know, make it a good show. So then they pulled in me. Of course. And then Carl was actually like a very last minute cast member. So, like, Kyle was involved in the beginning. Right. Kyle was Carl, involved. Okay. There was actually somebody else involved
0: that ended up dropping out, and Carl got put in. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, you guys, did you have to shoot a pilot? So, that's kind of how you got cast. Like, some yeah. people already cast, and Lindsay kind of pulled some you Some people in. already
2: cast, and the show was picked up. And, yeah, I had my first call with the producers, and five days later, I had a contract. Really? So, it was very quick and like I never was involved in any of the pilot or pre-production so
0: in were like so were the the workers twins and like Kyle like they were already going out to the Hamptons kind of together yeah so They were going out together, true. and
2: I was going out to the Hamptons already with the nightlife group because we used to throw these brunches out there. So I had spent a lot of time in the Hamptons already but had never met any of them. So when we first started filming the show, the only people I actually had hung out with more than once was Lindsay
0: and the Twins. So once you were cast, was there were the producers saying, so I guess they weren't really saying like in the city like, "Oh, you guys need to hang out, you need to start making chemistry." Like were they kind no. of forcing they was just like No, Go so out. the
2: the idea behind the original cast was that everyone was friends somehow. Like not that everyone was friends right. with each other, but there was nobody random. Nobody was just plucked in. Like everybody did have a real long connection right. to the group. So It was kind of, if you look at it as like a nucleus and and everyone branched off from there, but there was no just random thrown in person. Totally. Like there is now.
0: So, which we're going to get to. (laughs) So when you got this contract, were you like thrilled? I mean, so basically like the contract gives you, let's just break it down because listen, I've sat down in a podcast setting with Hannah, Carl and Everett. You guys know I split my time between New York and LA now because I talk about it as nauseam. And what do they say about moving? It's like one of the most stressful things in the world. Well, it is, but you know what? My move part-time to LA was so chill. Why? Because of innovative extracts. They have a full line of CBD and THC products. And if you think I went through this move without them, (laughs) no, I never would have made it. Their products help with anxiety, mood improvement, inflammation, pain, improved sleep. And I love that they come in so many formats. I personally am very partial to gummies, but they also have creams, vapes, and they even have these cool drops that you put under their tongue and they really work. Full line of Delta 8, 9, and 10 THC products. They don't require a medical card and they're available to ship in most states. Listen, you have to visit their website www.ie-cbd.com to get 40% off today by using code VELVET, which is insane because who gives 40% off? That's ie-cbd.com use promo code VELVET it and you get 40% off at checkout, and you can start chilling out, working better, having a better clear of mind to a day. People, this work year has been more stressful so far than any year I've had in a really long time, all because of this podcast. And you guys know I'm a workaholic and I have such a hard time taking my mind off of work. But one thing that really has helped me is the mobile game Love and Pies. Now, I am not a gamer, I mean, you think of me, you don't think of a gamer, right? But it's not just that this game takes my mind off of work. that Love and Pies is related to our reality TV that we talk about here every day. There's more drama in this game and more intrigue than the shows that we watch. There's a woman named Amelia Green. You kind of play as her. She's a single mom. She moved to the countryside after a rough divorce. She discovers all these dark family secrets. Amelia's mom is missing. And the more you play, the more I play, I get sucked in and I just want to keep advancing. But don't take my word for it. More than 4.5 million people downloaded this game in the first year and just in case you're wondering it's free to download so for a tasty mix of love and drama download love and pies for free today that's love and pies free to download in the app store or google play yes we're gonna talk about (laughs) we we're, we're gonna go we're gonna go through it we're gonna go through it we have a lot to say so what was I going to say? So you must have been excited. Like, it's basically a free place to live in the Hamptons, right? I mean, the house is free.
2: Yeah, I was excited. You know, I didn't know much about the group. So it kind of made me a little hesitant about the show. I'm like, uh, oh, whatever. But for me, I had this was and like playing with fire was the only show that ever made it to air. But I had had people approach me for a long time about doing shows and I shot it. multiple pilots and this was the first one that literally just
0: fell into my lap. And I was like, it's meant to be. It's a sign. Totally. So I should just go for it. Totally. I mean, I talk about that, too. Like, I've been involved with so many shows. And, like, one I've been on for a minute, but, like, they never see the light of day. People don't realize, like, you could be involved in 800 things. It doesn't make, mean right. anything. Right. Like, until that it's on same... air. Or even when it is on air, like, Oh, show, yeah. Right. Like, it's there like...
2: was in season two when Amit, who I always forget, was on that season. Always. They literally... He was there for, like, three weekends that they just edited him out of. Like, he's just completely gone, but he was there.
0: I completely forgot that he even existed until this morning when I was just saying maybe I should spend five minutes preparing for this. Little <sighs> sit down And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. And I literally had to, like, read the fine print about which season he was in. I just always forget. I always forget about him. I, 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 I would agree with that. So, and is that true? So, like, the house is free, but, like, you guys— have to pay for everything else like the booze the cleanup all that
2: yeah so the house is free originally they were talking about making us pay up for a portion of it and we were like absolutely not like why why would we even be doing this but like the also the reasoning behind that is because the house is much larger than what you even see because there's so much that's just for production like we have a team of like 40 to 50 people there at all times and they're also somewhere like wow so The house is, like, twice the size that it looks like because so much is for production, and I'm not paying for that. Yeah. But we do incur a lot of expense. Um, Obviously, the Hamptons is expensive. And then we go out after camera, too. But basically the way that, you know, you look at it is that – and that Bravo positions it, which is true, is that it's an investment in yourself. So, like, when we throw – like, when I threw the welcome dinner for season two, like, I paid for that. Because it was an investment right. in making me look better, which right. so it's like you just we did spend a lot of money. And yeah. I mean, you spend a lot of money, like as lame as it is. I'm like, I don't want to wear the same thing, so I'm buying clothes and like getting rid of stuff, and it's just a lot. But, I get
0: it. I get it. Okay, so you're cast. You're out there for the summer. You start to film. So. As far as, like, before we get to all the filming, I mean, is it fun? Like, were you having fun? Are you, like, this is a fun summer house? Cameras are no—you know what I mean? Take the cameras aside, or were you, like, oh, my God? We would have really fun times
2: as a group of people. Like, when we would go out off camera, we would have a lot of fun. And, like, I really enjoyed hanging out with a lot of those people. Um Season one, I think, was a little stressful just because it's the first time and, like, we don't know what we're doing and the crew doesn't really know what they're doing. Like, as far as telling the story, they're not sure where things are going. And there's a lot of pressure because, unlike other shows, like, at Labor Day, you're done. And we're only filming on the weekends. And if we don't have it interesting, then you're kind of screwed. And, like, am I doing all this to get, like, terrible ratings? Right. No.
0: Like so, it truly is over Labor Day. Like yeah. that's it. Like, yeah, good, bad. There's no boring. more story
2: that's coming after Labor Day.
0: Interesting, right? So that's a little bit different than some other shows. Yeah,
2: because like if they need to throw something else in, or something comes right. up that's interesting, they can add it. But the story is done, and there's no like
0: reshoots afterwards, or like confessionals. Or
2: confessionals anything. are right. after that, but. Okay.
0: That's kind of what I thought, all right, so then during the filming, you know, was there like how natural was it, you know, how involved were producers? I mean, were producers like, okay, listen, and I've talked to a lot of people on different Bravo shows, so I've mm-hmm. heard it all, you know, you know, were they saying like Stephen, like you should be more mad at Lauren for this, like well, what do you mean you're not mad? I mean things like that, I just think... manipulation, I guess, is what I'm asking for,
2: yeah, well. For me, looking back on it, you know, you got a lot of vision. Um, but for me, I don't think that I had a lot of manipulation. I think that there, I think that the way the producers work the majority of time on a show like Summer House is that they, never created situations but they had to make our situations make sense so there were conversations that had to happen because we are friends and we do talk outside of the show that's not on camera and sometimes especially season one we were really bad because we were new we didn't know and you know we'd be furious at somebody when we'd leave on sunday and then we'd show back up on thursday as friends and the producers were like what the fuck yeah can we say fuck yeah they're like you can say anything you want okay They're like, what the fuck? Like, you can't do that. Like, you can't just come back and be friends and the viewers are going to have no clues. So sometimes there were situations where they have – and some of our situations are long-term underlying arguments that aren't really clear. Right. So some conversations had to be made that, like, will explain things. But for me, I don't think they ever created anything for other people. I think that there is a lot of story that was created and a lot of story that was edited for people because they simply aren't interesting. Right. And and it's an ensemble show. And, you know, I think the Housewives feel this a lot too because they don't want they don't want somebody like a Bethany that feels like they're controlling the show. They they need everybody equal on equal playing fields. And that's how their shows succeed because no one thinks that they're too big for the show. Um, that's how they keep you. It's a real mindfuck, and that's how they keep you in check. Like, I I think that the majority of the story sometimes came from a small group of people, but when we saw the final edit, like, everyone kind of looked equal, which wasn't the fact.
0: Like, who do you think was responsible for most of the exciting parts of the show, the first season?
2: The first season, I mean, I think the twins i think i did a lot the first season i did a lot of string pulling um the first season because i think there was something about me not really knowing people well that when they had to open up to somebody they chose to open up to me right and then i went and obviously told people what they told me you (laughs) Um, did and what
0: was your so the first season like what stands out like for in your opinion like what was the overall arc of the storyline for the first season That one,
2: I think, was a little confusing. The overall arc, I feel like... I think that the story season one was weaker because it was hard to tell. I'd say it was kind of the... Like
0: Lauren and Carl-ish.
2: Yeah, I'd say it was more relationship, romantic relationship driven and basically... The destruction of relationships. That makes Um, sense because Lindsay and Carl, uh, Lindsay and Everett also fell apart. Yes. Um, And then, so I think that that was kind of the main thing. But like, it was it's tough because that was like, especially in a first season, you have to spend so much time like also getting to know people. Like the audience has to get to know them before they even care about their relationship drama, right? And in a ten episode season, that's not easy to do.
0: And then the first season's over, was there, and then it starts to air, was there, I mean, did everyone want to come back? Like, what What was the consensus of, like, this show was going great, we can't wait to hear? I mean, I assume most people wanted to come back for a second season.
2: Yeah, I think everybody pretty much wanted to come back, and we, I mean, there was even talk of, like, that we were going to get a reunion the first season. Um, that would have been good. yeah. The fact is Is that two of us Were away And I was like They asked us Like if we could Shoot the reunion Next week And I was like I'm in Disney World Cause Like that's... I was like If you want to Reimburse my trip Then sure Right Cause otherwise. we weren't Gonna get paid Um But
1: This episode Is brought to you By Snapple
0: I have to tell you guys, Daily Harvest has really made my life so much easier. You know I can't cook and you know I have no time to go and track down food. This is literally stress-free meals that are delivered right to my front door. And there's a variety of meals too. They have harvest bowls, soups, Flatbread snacks, and the smoothies. They're such easy to prep options that literally you don't have to think twice about where your next meal is coming from. Everything stays in my freezer until I'm ready to enjoy it. And then I just basically take it out, thaw, and prepare. My absolute favorite is their artichoke and spinach flatbread. Daily Harvest is healthy. So even when I am eating the flatbread, I still feel like I'm not cheating. They come right to my front door and I don't have to prepare anything. That's why I chose Daily Harvest. And the food's really freaking good. So let Daily Harvest do more so you can do less. Go to dailyharvest.com slash velvet to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash velvet for up to $40 off your first box. dailyharvest.com slash velvet.
2: I think that the show was good and and especially like what we all learned from it and what production learned from it. It was going to – there were was talk of a lot of ways things would be different or right. more efficient for the next season. So I think a lot of people wanted to come
0: back. And then it did come back and there was a second season. And this mm-hmm. was the season when more of the drama between like you and Carl came out. Right.
2: I think this was a season when the drama was more personal – and more real than yes. the first season. Yes. Um it was for me I was it was like I was already in like such a kind of a dark place in my life already right. going into it and and I was going through a lot of stuff but for me that season was what boiled me over with the fake stuff. So like how a lot so. of like i mean there's some people who literally have nothing going on in their lives and maybe shouldn't be on a reality
0: show would you like to mention (sighs) one name
2: i mean two names carl literally has nothing going on like he has nothing going on and i think a lot of story for him was created um i think that his mom coming out and all that was bullshit his parents uh, – I feel so bad for saying all this because I'm trying to be a nice person it's okay. in my life now. but You're like,
0: amongst friends here. Like,
2: his parents were getting divorced during season one, and we never heard a peep about it. And now in season two, when you have nothing going on, we have to hear about it. So, and when you're looking like an asshole so that people feel sorry for you.
0: Right, because like, of all the drama. He was like – what are you saying? He was looking like an asshole because of Lauren. Yeah,
2: because That's of right. everything else. And, and they – they can't have somebody that viewers are just like so over and so I think that that's partly him and partly production but I think that for me I just got so tired like I'm tired of filming for your fake businesses this multiple people like I'm tired of filming for your fake business I'm tired of filming for like the business that you hope you can start with the money you make from the show like I'm tired of filming for things that aren't real when we're willing to put out the real shit and like I mean, they had to scrape together two pennies to fly home to Alabama for me. So, like, I... It just really kind of boiled me over that, like, I'm out here willing to put everything, all the personal stuff out there and on the line. And then, like, we're creating storylines for other people that are boring.
0: right? So you feel Carl's was the most fake this season, that second season.
2: Yeah, I would say that he had a lot. And obviously... I have opinions about the way that there was the editing on, like, the big drama between him and I. I mean, I think everybody that was there knows what really happened. And, like, it's so exhausting to keep talking about it because, I mean, you know, people do believe what they see on TV for fact. And, like, I'm like, like, I didn't just come to a bar and say, like, you got a blowjob from a guy. (laughs) Like, and sit down and be like, you got a blowjob. And I just think that, like... The thing that also burned me up so much was, like, when you get a good edit, you just sit there and crush your hands and, like, be happy with it. You don't rub it in because you know what really happened. Right. You know that you got literally, like, your ass saved. So just be grateful. Don't try to rub it in on social media or in your interviews even because the truth will
0: always come out. The truth always comes out, and that and that really was what you're... That was technically the demise of your friendship, per yeah. se,
2: was Well, the demise of comment. my friendship with Carl was actually before we started filming that summer, weeks before I found out that he was saying a bunch of stuff about me, and that's why coming in, like, I think it didn't make sense to viewers, because they didn't give me the airtime to explain, but, right. like... Coming in that like that first dinner on that season I was like furious already and like the whole dinner went to shit but like um, we had he basically said to other people that they needed to stop talking to me because they couldn't trust me. But the truth was that he was telling them different stories about himself that he didn't want me putting the pieces together right and figuring out
0: that he's kind of a con artist Interesting. Yeah. And now, after this second season, when we go into a third season and then they make these casting changes, mm-hmm. you know, listen, I've. What, in your words, what happened between the second season and the third season? Like, yeah. Because I've, not from Carl per se, just in general, I've been told things. You know, I'm not... I would... What have you been told? Well, I mean, I listen, I haven't been told anything by anyone at Bravo, but, like, what has been implied to me... I want to know what
2: you were told yes. because there's so many rumors. Right. There's And listen, There's I, some crazy rumors, It's too. like,
0: this is what I say because, like, I'm just using this as an example. Like, I'm literally friends with housewives that despise each other. And I'm like, I am Switzerland. Mm-hmm. This one, do not like... So, and somehow it all works out. So, this is just my... You know, it's been implied to me... That, you know, you and the work is twins, particularly like Lor- you and like Lauren, like created so much drama that certain people were like, look, it's basically them or me make a decision because we're not dealing with this fucking drama. That's what's just been implied to me. That could be true. We yeah. Also and like did- literally, uh, I, I, I really don't. Like, it's never. Been, well, I, I don't know. It could be true. We
2: also know. did the same thing. Um, yeah i'm sure on our side so i think basically the season aired and while the season was airing we were kind of like okay you know there was a lot of annoying stuff i mean there was a lot that was hard for me to deal with when the editing was happening i was getting so much hate and like did you get a lot of hate on social media oh i got so much hate that i literally had to like just delete every social media from my phone people are awful Um, right and over situations that weren't – that were you not necessarily given the full story.
0: Right. Like people don't know. Right.
2: And um, then the social media from other people on the show started to be, you know, not – they were not sitting back and being humble about their good at it. And like they're putting Carl, it out. Yeah. Kyle. They're putting it out. And so that kind of got us fuming going into the
0: reunion. Like they would say things on social media. Like a Carl would say. Right.
2: Like, Steven,
0: whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: So we're fuming going into the reunion. Um, and basically going into the reunion, it was me, Lauren, Ashley, Lindsay, and Danielle. We're like one team. And okay. then – um. Amit, Carl, Kyle, and Amanda were like Team B. Okay, and um, we like we were all together. Team A was all together the night before the reunion. We watched the final three episodes. We like came up with the whole plan, and uh, the reunion happened, and it was very high. I just knew that I should keep my mouth shut about anything that wasn't about me. Um, I crafted a very careful apology because I was not sorry for what I said. Right. But I was sorry... Or I was sorry for what I said and how I said it, but I
0: wasn't saying that it was a lie. <laughs> so um, you, and the, this is that you said to Carl that he got his dick sucked by a guy. Yeah, that... And, and you're just, saying that's not a lie.
2: Well, I'm saying that that he told me that. So... um. I think that after that reunion, we went through a few weeks of not knowing if we were picked back up. We found out the show was picked back up, and we started kind of having conversations with producers and Bravo. And I, we basically said that, you know, we wouldn't want to do it if it was the same way. Like, something had to go. And, and I was also very – at that time, I was very upset with Colin and Amanda, too – Um,
0: why were you upset with them
2: I felt like that season they kind of tried to dodge some of their relationship problems and cover them up on camera and that made us look crazy like I think that we had a lot of issue with their relationship and it looked like I don't think you ever got to see what we were seeing because when it would come time for them to talk on camera they would just be like I don't know what you're talking about right? and like a lot of stuff would happen off camera, like, a lot of fights, that then when we'd bring it up on camera, they'd just be like, I don't know what you're talking about, like and wouldn't own it. So then we looked kind of crazy. So I was upset with them at the time. And um, I think that we kind of just didn't want to do it with them. And then, honestly, (laughs) the way that I look at it, and from what I know, is that I think that they were the easier group to integrate. If you have to replace half your cast, they were the easier group to integrate people in because they're not as strong of personalities. So they were easier to integrate a bunch of new people with um, and keep them all more level. And I think that they also had the weakest performance in season two and were going to be the cheapest group to bring back. That's how I look at it. And that's what I think.
0: Interesting.
2: Interesting. Because... I know that they did not want me off the show. Bravo. Immediately after the decision was made, I was called into Bravo offices. I had meetings with development. I had, they begged, you know, producers. They begged us to keep an open mind to still film that summer. We weren't fired. They didn't want us off the show. They just couldn't figure out how to make it work. Right. And we weren't willing to budge. If they came down and said, you know, will you do it still? We would have said no. Um, Right. Like if you weren't a cast member, you were yeah. like a friend of or whatever. Oh, I would have said no to that. But if they had asked us just to all go back in the house together, I would have said no. Right. Um, the same group of people. Yeah. I mean, they uh, – these rumors came out that we were fired. One rumor was floating around that we were fired because we were caught in a racist, cocaine-fueled rant on camera. Like, on somebody's cell phone camera that was circulating, and that's why we were fired. It's just all ridiculous, like, people speculating. But, like, they asked us to come back to the point where, like, I had to be like, if you run into me in the Hamptons and you put a camera on me, I will literally lose it. So don't even think that you're going to send people to approach me. Don't
0: try to... And that was the same probably, like, with Lauren
2: and everyone else. Like, don't try, because I'm not interested.
0: So then they film, you're in the Hamptons, you kind of don't run into each other. Yeah. Now, as far as people, because now, I mean, we're going to talk more about this, but I have lots of questions about all these other people and lots of other Bravo celebrities Mm -hmm. that you're friends with. So now the show goes on. It's like season three. Like... Have do you? I mean, forget about before, like before this. Like, did you know, like Paige, Hannah? Like, have you ever met these people? <laughs> Jules, Luke. It's very interesting. Um, I don't even know who Jules and Luke are. <laughs> um,
2: I've never. They're new. I didn't watch season three. Not okay. watching season four. Um, it wasn't that good of a season when I was on it. So why would I watch it now that I'm not? Um, but so I actually introduced Jordan and Hannah.
0: I forgot about Jordan. they
2: were the only. I was the only person that they knew, going in this whole thing about they were friends with Lindsay. That's all bullshit. Um, Lindsay knew Hannah from being interviewed by her at Betches. She didn't know her. Right. I introduced them because during season two, I and I told you I did that unapproved podcast with Betches interview with Betches during season one that I got in trouble for, and that's how this whole Betches relationship with Bravo started. But. I introduced um, Jordan to my producers during season two because I was going to shoot a work story for them because I was planning an event for them. Because
0: Jordan worked at Batches and yeah.
2: Hannah worked at Batches, Yeah. So okay. I was going to shoot a story for them and ended up not working out. But that's how they met Jordan and Hannah. And therefore, Paige...
0: Um because right, she worked at Betches too. Yeah. And she was so at like the them.
2: She was like a last minute pull in before they started shooting because two people dropped out before season three. Interesting. But um yeah. So I was the only person they knew.
0: Got ya. Yeah. So like when they were at Betches, they just what got to know Hannah and Jordan and were like, Oh.
2: Yeah. I we, think that... we need to
0: fill these roles ish. Mm-hmm.
2: It's very, it was very interesting. And there was a whole like thing. I was kind of upset with Hannah for a while because she never told me that she was doing it. I wouldn't have cared, but she never told me that she was going to do it. And
0: I thought it was just a little weird, but we're over that now. Well, that's why Teresa Giudice still is not necessarily over Melissa Gorga, her sister in law, being interviewed. Yeah. For months and getting I just think at.
2: it's a little like – like literally we had – we have been together many times while she was going through the interview process and like really? I'm like – She I don't just know never
0: what, met, mentioned it.
2: Yeah. I'm like I don't know why you wouldn't have asked me anyway because I wouldn't have cared. And then she tried to say, well, I didn't tell you but I always thought that I would be on it with you. I didn't think that you would be gone. And I'm like so still when you have told me it still would have been weird if I was still on it. Right. Um, but like I didn't have any ill will towards – Lindsay and Danielle, who were on our team, still doing it. You know, I didn't care that they did it. Um, I actually helped Danielle with her contract for season three. So, like, I wasn't mad. But then, you know, things kind of turned. But
0: Now, so for today, like in today, like right now, today, like, do you still speak to Hannah? Hannah and I
2: didn't, like, we... We hung out friends. socially but we were never best right. friends. But like when I see Hannah, love her. We we talk. Like everything's fine with Hannah.
0: I love me some Hannah, I have to say. Yeah. Um what about Jordan? You don't have anything. Nah. Do you think Jordan's gay? I, I mean, don't. Th- else I think does. he's
2: just weird. I think he's just weird. I don't know anything about him, but I know that
0: he's not cut out for reality TV. I know that. I, I yeah. <laughs> he's he's an interesting one um and then what about like danielle and Lindsay? like you're still close with them or now?
2: Mm, i saw Lindsay. i don't know like a year ago and danielle so that's maybe like i and don't uh, hear from them i we made an effort i made an effort with danielle and she i think the last time maybe i saw both of them was at Lindsay's company holiday party like a year ago and, and you're still close with Lauren. Like, yeah, I'm still very close with Lauren. You we talk every Lauren day. Just, I talked to her this morning. Does she
0: live does she still live in New York? She lives in San Diego. Oh, uh-huh. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought she, she moved
2: was. she moved a year ago. Um and then obviously <sighs> not talking to Carl, I saw him.
0: Did you guys speak? No.
2: <laughs> I saw him I mean
0: I'm assuming
2: no. I saw him uh, a couple months ago at the box. And he was there with somebody, and I was just like, what the fuck? Because he, one, that was like the place. I mean, I basically lived at the box. I would go there every night. So if you want to see me, that's where you go. And he was standing at the bar, and I just went right to the bar right next to him to get a drink. And he left the whole club.
0: Really? Yeah. Interesting. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. And
2: then actually, recently, Kyle and Amanda and I spoke. I hadn't spoken to them in... A year and a half. Um, and I was out with Kristen Doty. When which, she
0: was... oh, she's on the top of my list to talk to you about, which we'll get. Well, yeah, it's that night. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hold on this for okay. a minute because it's funny. I, she's on my list of people to talk to you about. Okay. Listen, you're really, you really need to start a podcast because <laughs> you're giving me all my segues. She's like number one on my list. But before we get there, so talk to me because I've been at – events like the okay magazine party mm-hmm. and i observed you and lauren with lockin like oh my god times. this
2: was so that time the okay magazine party up and down yes so that like was every actually every time the I, last night that i had spoken to kyle and amanda oh until god. recently
0: okay so it's just it was just in that period whenever that was it was that actual party but i kept seeing you and lauren like i think you may not watch what happens live you guys were yeah. there with so i'm with like leanne. i just found that an interesting so how did this friendship between you and lauren and leanne come along
2: so it leanne actually Locken all Dallas. started at Jill Zarin's luxury luncheon okay
0: so in we the were hamptons. yeah we
2: were at Jill Zarin's luxury luncheon in the hamptons and leanne was there
0: I met so many people there that I have so many weird stories about. But and you wait. know it's weird because like this past summer,
2: this mm-hmm. that
0: Jill Zarin didn't do it. It was hosted by Kristen Tateman. Yeah. and I went to the party, and it was much different. Yeah, I mean, no offense to, I just it was I. There was literally Kristen, Giselle Bryan, and Ramona was there for yeah. about thirty seconds with my friend Maria. Yeah, go on. it
2: was strange. So. Jill's Aarons, Luxury Luncheon. We met Leanne. So the way that we were connected to Leanne is that our producer on Summer House, who did season one and two, um, and then left a lot... That's a little tea. Like, all the production left after season two. When they did this huge casting thing, nobody came back because they were like, like, it's dead. Yeah. All the executive producers and all the field producers left. Um, But... Our producer did Dallas. So she had always been telling us about Leanne, and that's how we met Stephanie um, as well, and Carrie, all through our producer, Sam Hart's band, who is an EP on Dallas. Um, We love Stephanie. Yeah, she's great. And Carrie. I loved Carrie Duber.
0: I love Carrie Duber. I Um, love all
2: three of them, actually. So we met Leanne and her friend Chad at Jill errands. And we were there with Leanne. I'm trying to remember who else was there. Leanne, I know Vicky was there, which was crazy. Um she had just gotten her facelift. I thought she was surprisingly nice, but she was still Vicky.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like she was
2: really nice, but still like what I thought she would be. Like she did listen to me say my name,
0: but then was like,
2: okay, so what do you think about my facelift?
0: Yeah. She's not the worst, but she's certainly not the best as far as being, you know, warm and fuzzy.
2: So it's funny because Lauren and I had gone out to – we had gone out that morning. We were going to come back that night for Jill's errands, but Vicky ended up leaving Jill's house. So Jill let me and Lauren stay at her house. Really? So we stayed in Vicky's room. Oh, my God. What do you think of Jill? I thought she was incredibly sweet and so nice. And we had met – is his name Brody. Her new beau? Gary. Gary. Gary Brody. That's what Yes, his name. Gary. So like, we met second, sorry. Um, Gary. He's nice. Yeah, he was yeah. really nice. And, like, I've gone to events for his clothing line um, yeah. after. But, like, Jill is so great and her daughter is amazing, Allie. So we had a really great time. And that's also when I first met Juliet from Ladies of London oh at the same God. event. And Juliet and I, like, got so close and we text all the time we had so much fun i'm obsessed i'm obsessed with her like
0: i'm obsessed with carolyn Stanberry.
2: yeah i've never met her
0: obsessed i have never met her i tried to meet her when she was in new york once we had a lovely dm exchange and then when i suggested i show up at her hotel just for like hello it, it she went radio silent yeah and i'm like yeah she thinks i'm a total stalker now
2: she was so nice i do know luke her hairstylist but. Who
0: now? I, he's associated with. I think he works with Dorinda. Dorinda, now. yeah, yeah. Like he I like don't, moved to New York. Yeah, so he works. I mean, he's always in Dorinda's pictures now. Yeah, um, that's funny. So, Juliet, what's Juliet like? She's incredible. Like, honestly, and i was like... She still lives in London, right? Yeah,
2: she still lives in oh London. God, I love her. She's got her kids with their. We like, I remember watching her FaceTime her kids and their little, like, cute little American British accents. And she's like, from, in, like,
0: like, isn't she from, like, Chicago? Chicago, or yeah. I just so, made that up, but good That was literally one of the best shows that was ever on Bravo.
2: It was so good. Phenomenal. I think it was really expensive for them to film. You think? But Probably. it was such a good show. And, like, they had a really solid cast. I mean a really solid cast Phenomenal like, like when you know Some of the people That are on New York claim to be socialites These people were socialites Like that other one That was like the model Annabelle. Yeah
0: Like the whole thing was like It was it was a great cast Yeah It was brilliant Like at first I was like I don't And I was like This is the best show ever
2: Julia is amazing She's like Like
0: your cool big sister Like Oh my god I love her I mean she's so I, I literally fun. I've never had Any interaction with her So that's like amazing That's okay So you met her And then, so what, you just, you and Lauren met Leanne and just, it was love at first sight? Yes. So
2: Leanne is just, honestly, Leanne is... Like Leanne is Leanne on the show, but yeah. like in real life, obviously her life's not so full of drama, right? Um, like, but like her mannerisms, every way, everything, it's all the same. Like she's just so nice and like very warm and loving, and like, what
0: do you care about all that she's going through now?
2: I feel and, like has she talked to you about it, about the alleg- like the racism and things, right? I mean, all those I
0: allegations. So
2: I didn't watch the full season. I started watching and like. I just kind of cut myself off from reality TV for a while. But um, I feel really bad for her because I know that that's not Leanne. Right. I know it's not her. Like, she is such a nice person. And literally, she does not have, like, I've never seen or felt, like, any prejudice from her at all. Right. And so I feel like that was kind of a really desperate and really shitty Thing for the cast and producers to kind of like gravitate
0: to as a storyline. I thought that I, that was really I mean shitty. I don't know if you know, but like I wonder if she's worried that now she's going to lose her job, even if Dallas is even coming back, which I'm not even so sure that it is. But what 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 do I know?
2: All I know I mean, is I, that I've been
0: told that it's coming back a hundred percent. But I yeah I, I know that it, it hasn't show. been. There's no contracts that are out, No, it hasn't
2: been picked up. And last year they were already shooting by now,
0: Someone... which isn't
2: normal. I would say that like for shows like that, that they can rotate so. through like maybe a fourteen to thirteen month. Like, like your start date varies by like two months every time because it allows you to be more interesting. You're not shooting the same events every right, year, right? But, that makes sense. But I know it's not been picked up. But I don't think Leanne's job is in jeopardy. I think that if her job could be in jeopardy because of that, that they would have taken it out of the show because they can't lose Leanne on that show unless they want it to be the final season. So I think that if it was a risk that they would have to fire her for what they
0: edited it to look like, that they would have taken it out altogether. Because that is what they do. Like, I know for a fact. Right, they cover shit up. 100 percent like i know for a fact without mentioning any names that they had to reshoot scenes for this upcoming season of new york because one woman appeared to mean in her scenes and they literally had to reshoot scenes because That's they crazy. didn't want this woman to appear to horrific right
2: like that i mean that is a very interesting point because that just goes to show that if they, they like you, they'll make yes. who's going to be the, a star. Which they, is... they handpick people from the seasons. And yes. they always, producers always told us, they build you up and they tear you down. They build you up and they tear you down because that's how they keep everybody in check.
0: Yeah, it's
2: true. They don't want you coming in and demanding a bunch of money or going to try to get your own show on another network. Like No. They don't want you to feel like you have any power.
0: No. So, I mean, that to your point with this New York thing, it's the same thing that you are basically saying – they did with Carl and you yeah. as far as who they chose to kind of build up. But I know that for a fact. Okay, so that was one of your friendships that I was obsessed with. Yeah. I love Leanne though.
2: And she's gonna be in town um next week. Really? Yeah. We all need to go out. We're gonna see her and then she's coming back in April. Um I, love her. I she's just a really great person and I always have fun when I'm with her.
0: Now, let's go to my current obsession. I have many obsessions on Bravo besides carolyn stanberry i am I was literally in Detroit, Michigan this past Wednesday. Oh. For less than twenty four hours to go see Rachel O'Brien and Miss Doty do their. Doty. I am literally How obsessed. Was that? It was. I'm going to do a whole review on a show and okay. tell you all of the insanity that happened that night. Listen, and I gave a review to a certain podcast live, and I got chastised because I didn't like it. It was good. It really was. You know what it is? It's like. First of all, Rachel O'Brien is funny. Yeah, she's hilarious. And so it was very just natural. And so, yeah, I mean,
2: and like it helps that they're actually friends. Like they just right. talk like friends.
0: That's the thing. And so, like, you didn't, and like they also talked about the show. Like, I think if you're going to do a live podcast and you're from a show like Vanderpump Rules, you can talk about a lot of things, but if you're not going to talk about Vanderpump Rules at all, right. that's really strange. Now, I have weird tastes. Like for a while, I was saying Tinsley was my favorite New York housewife and people thought I was insane. Yeah, like I have really strange tastes. Like Carolyn Stanberry, okay, that's the obvious choice. Yeah. Dorit is my one of my favorite Beverly Hills girls. So from Vanderpump huh. Rules… Kristen is it for me. She is, okay. number one, obsessed for lots of reasons. So talk to me about your friendship with Kristen because I know the last time, yes, yeah, the last time she was here, which gets into the night. See, I didn't realize you were there at night. I know you were with Kristen during the day, and then I saw her at night. She posted 7,000 drunk stories with yeah. Kyle and Amanda. So talk to me about Kristen. And a funny fact. So I was at Watch What Happens that night, and then I but I didn't know you were there. Oh and yeah and I was waiting outside for Kristen cuz I needed my picture because that's what I do and then like after the fact I was like oh that was Steven.
2: Yeah, so, I was there. So- um so obviously Kristen and I met on Summerhouse and um I even filming that i literally going into that because i had watched Vanderpump rules and i was like oh my god i could never like kristen that's what everyone says and like i met her and we had so much fun and she was so great and honestly like kristen is the best person i feel like and um after we shot that um whenever the Vanderpump rules people were in town they always call me and lauren So we would hang out with them. And I first kind of hung out with Kristen back when
0: she was still with Carter. Was she the main, like, so out of all those, like, she was the main one you became friends with? Like, as opposed uh, to, like, Stassi? No, I think it
2: was interesting. I think I was close, very close with Stassi. And I was very close with Stassi, Katie, and Kristen, actually, all of them. The only one I wasn't really close with was Sheena. Um, And all three of them, at the time, they were all getting along. So we would hang right. out in L.A. We would hang out whenever they would come here. Any of them, I would see them. I've had many late nights with Stasi, many late nights with Katie and Tom, like, um and Jackson, Brittany. Um,
0: Interesting.
2: And I think that... With Kristen, so we started developing a friendship, and then whenever I would go to L.A., every time, you know, I would see them all. But Kristen was is one of the only ones who—she'll text me random times to check in. I mean, this is a busy girl. Like, yeah. And now I feel like our friendship's even stronger. But even in the beginning, when it was just, like, social yeah. friends, she would still text and check in and see how we were. And, like, every time she would let me know. And, like, honestly, Kristen is fiercely loyal and— and really, actually really nice. And I think that's I why people that. are so polarized by her. Um, like, they either love her or hate her. Basically Long. based on who her loyalty is to. Um, because that group happens so much. But she always picks a side. And that makes people fall out with her. Because she she doesn't remain neutral.
0: She has loyalty to someone. And you don't, like, you've lost touch with the others. Like Stassi. Because, I mean, Stassi and Kristen don't speak now. Yeah,
2: I see Stassi. I, honestly, I think that um, my relationship with Stassi kind of... Uh, it just kind of fizzled out, I think, after Summer House because she still had to maintain a good relationship with Kyle and Amanda, which she does, and other people. Or at least it yeah. seems so. And From also, for think. a little brief period of time, I had a little falling out with Taylor Strecker. Um Really, tell me
0: about that.
2: Uh, well, it all had to do with Summer House and the Hannah thing.
0: Really, and because um, oh, is Taylor or Taylor and Hannah close?
2: Well, I introduced. Taylor and Hannah. Oh, wow. Uh, And Hannah was on Taylor's show. And it wasn't... It was more along the lines of, like... I had asked... Because when Hannah went on, I had just asked Taylor. I was like, I really hope that you wouldn't film. Because she had already filmed with me. And I was like, I really hope you wouldn't film with Hannah. Because I knew that they were trying to make season three more work-focused. Right. And I knew that Hannah... Wasn't working at Betches anymore because Betches did not want to be on the show. And um, she was doing Taylor's radio show. So I knew that they would try to film Hannah on Taylor's show. right? And I was just basically like, I really hope you wouldn't film with that. And she basically was like, I just need to think about this. Like, it's hard for me to say. I was like, you know, I wouldn't ask you to do this if it was New York Housewives, but like the summer house like right. three people watch the show right like it's not gonna be some major miss um and we just kind of let time eat at us and like we're like okay well I need to think about this and I was like okay let me know and like I didn't hear from her and then like, she felt like I was putting her in a bad position and said something about it on a podcast. And we re- we made up probably like in August, but it was like a year long feud um, because like she was saying stuff about me on podcast. So then I'm like, I'm gonna say stuff about her. Right. So it was just really shitty. Like we were like two children fighting, but we ran into each other at Claudia Oshry's single release where Margaret was actually there. We actually ran into each other because I'm of Margaret, with
0: Claudia also,
2: because Margaret was talking to me, and then. Um, Taylor Strecker came to talk to Margaret and so we were like face to face so we just started talking and we were like this is dumb like buried
0: the Hatchet <laughs>
2: yeah and um, Katie and Tom I just think I don't know I love them and like when I see them I see them but like, it's not like they're, they're here right nice. now and you know we didn't see each other but Kristen, I always see Kristen and I always see Jackson Brittany. Jackson Brittany really? are amazing. So you're
0: close. So you're close with Kristen and Jackson Brittany. Yes.
2: So like I spent Labor Day with Jackson Britney. I always go over to their house when I'm in LA. Like they've offered to let me stay with them. Like they're so nice. And like I saw them when they were here for Watch Rappens Live. Like they are
0: Brittany is obviously the sweetest person. Uh, she like, seems amazing. I mean I've met her many times but not to the extent you have she seems like the nicest person yeah ever. they
2: were so nice and then honestly Jax is somebody who i was kind of like okay with but then uh, probably like a year and a half ago like uh, something we just started hanging out more and like now we we hang out all the time we text, like we tweet like you know it's great and then i was at the wedding
0: oh you are i was gonna yeah. ask you if you were at the wedding so, yeah what was that like
2: that was crazy i mean it was just very interesting to see like another show film like firsthand um, and how they do it and obviously they're all professionals by now at filming um, and but, it's
0: hard to film a wedding I oh, mean yeah. Stassi says that, like that's the hardest thing about her picking a venue with Bo in Italy because like a lot of places she wants like you can't film like they just won't allow right. filming well it's that's also like hard layer. to
2: film like in Europe for an American reality show because they right. just don't care right so, uh, what, what are you offering right.
0: them nothing, nothing. Like they're not going to get anything really interesting. So, what? Any fun stories about like hanging out with Jackson, Brittany at night? Like, I'm sure they're fun to party with. I'm sure Kristen's fun to party with.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, we've just had some really fun times, but I mean, honestly, the best of them. It's like they're actually really chill. Like, we'll just go to Jack to Jackson Brittany's house and sit around and watch weird like murder documentaries and eat and be in their pool and like hang out it's actually surprisingly they're very chill all i mean it's
0: shocking to me that like vanderpump rules is so fucking big and summer house just never like i'm not knocking it just never found it that, never found anything. like i mean stassi is fucking huge now like yeah. those shows sell out her book tour i mean like stassi's humongous
2: i think the difference is is just you're like, what it do you was, think the difference is? I think that there was not enough personal life really put on the show because it is all fun. And, like...
0: Right. And it's over a weekend. No, yeah. I mean, they show those mini clips right. of New
2: York. And you don't really... um you don't really, like, get to know somebody just through their relationship drama. That's not really that interesting, like, right. somebody dating. Um, and I think that it was really hard to focus on personal drama. Like, when I'm out there on the weekend, supposed to be filming, like, this is where we come to have fun. Like, I'm not going to be like, I'm so sad and depressed about, right. you know, this stress in my life. It's like, the Hamptons. You want to You're not fun. supposed to be doing that. And, like... But, but I think that that vulnerability and stuff is what makes a good show. Because when you care about the cast, then you care about the show. But totally. I also think that the revolving door that Summer House has been doesn't help
0: it at all. Right, like Right. You're saying too many cast changes, so yeah. To speak. Yeah. And then, so that day you were hanging out with Kristen, what, that night you were with her too when you ran – or like when you guys were with Kyle and Amanda? Or you yeah. left? or So it's so very interesting. Like? We went to dinner
2: before Watch What Happens Live and – uh, we were just catching up. We're at Restoration Hardware Rooftop. Just that's a good one. Although out. they don't
0: have vodka. That's my problem. They yeah, only beer have and wine. wine only. I know. So that's the only reason why I have an issue with it. But go on.
2: Um, so we're hanging out there and we're talking. And she's kind of like asking if any updates on like if I've talked to anybody. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, um, Kyle and Amanda had responded to my story that I was here. And she knows that I hadn't spoken to them. And she's like, should I text them? And I was like whatever just do it i was like just do it she's like she's like they probably won't even like say right. yes like it's a tuesday and like i can meet you at midnight like they they won't say yes and um right and like... of course they immediately wrote back yes we'll be there um so i was like oh my god this is i wasn't sure um but i've been going through a lot of life changes i'm actually um I'm gonna be six months sober on March third. Oh wow! So like I've been
0: congratulations in such a better
2: place and much happier. Like I just kind of downward spiraled after summer house and had like a lot of free time and nothing to do and money to spend. And, yeah, uh, and I was going out a lot. And but so I'm at this place of like I want to make amends with people. And like honestly, Colin and Amanda at the time I felt like what. What all went down was, you know, really big. But like looking back, like it wasn't that deep. Like it was, uh, you know, we both we each had our own side, and like both are valid. Right. But um, I think that they, I just didn't really want to keep doing it because honestly, too, since Lauren moved, like going to any of these events, I was always so stressed about seeing these people. Yeah, when Lauren was oh, here, and we I would...
0: get it. Like I'm yes i get it there's certain people that here, i do not want to see myself
2: yeah when lauren was here and we were together like it was fine we went to these events like right like at least like, you had some yeah because we like. had somebody who was in my same situation but like i was always stressed about seeing them at events and i'm like you know what whatever so She's like, this is so Kristen Doty. She's like, you know, it'll be fine. She's like, I'll be right there. Like, oh I'll god, I'm, be abs- right there, I'm, I'm Like in love. You need. She's like, if law. you're uncomfortable. You just tell me. You look at me. You wink at me. Like, just tell me if you're uncomfortable. And um, and so we're at Watch What Happens Live, and I'm like, whatever. And she was on with Essie Cup, who was amazing. Yeah. And like Essie Cup looked in her dressing room one time and said, oh hey, and I was like, she doesn't know who I am. Um, but then afterwards she did, which was crazy and um i was telling her about it and we're walking to the bar and she's like it'll be fine just what are they gonna say to you they're coming now it's not like you're showing up right um and i didn't know if they knew that i was going to be with kristen or not because i was already on her story but yeah they walked in and i could see them coming in and i was like whatever and so i just went right up to them said hi and hugged them and like just kind of, like, small and hot for a second, and then yeah. everybody's getting their drinks or whatever. But then after a little bit, I, like, talked to Amanda first and just kind of, like, you know. You
0: we just agreed to squash there.
2: it, and, like, I was asking her about her wedding, and, like, I'm a wedding planner, so I was doing all this shit. And, and then Kyle came over, and, like, literally Kyle and I are talking, and everything's fine, but I can see Chris and Doty in the background just, like, are you okay? Oh, my God. Like, looky, like just kind of, like, sipping her drink, like, looking for me to give her a sign, and then she comes right up behind Kyle's shoulder, and she's like, hi. And I'm like, we're good, we're good." <laughs> like,
0: so, like, you guys crispy. have kind of squashed the beef now.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, where we left it off was just kind of, like, I, you know, said what I needed to say, and I was like, I'll, look, I was like, I'll reach out to you, and, like, I want to talk again, like, later, but, like, I was like, I wasn't expecting this tonight, but, like, this is where my head is, and, like, I think we should talk again, but, like, who knows where we go, but this is stupid, and...
0: And they kind of agree.
2: Yeah. They were like, we each had, you know, reasons why we're her, and... But at the end of the day, we can... At least we can both see other people's sides of the story, and that's what does make it hard, because when you're... When you're friends, it's hard enough to be friends with people, but then when you have this overlay of, like, being on a TV show, and, like, you don't totally know, like did they do this because they were told or suggested right. or they felt this pressure or,
0: like... Or for their own yeah, storyline of, like, I want to keep my job.
2: Yeah, you have to, like... I and mean, listen,
0: there are people on TV, especially at the hospital, like, they will throw their best friend under the bus if it's one more season.
2: Yeah, you're trying to take it with a grain of salt. And, like, you know, a year ago, I never would have had this conversation, but now I'm, like, you know, it's it's time to move on. Like, I have moved on with my life and, like, so many things are great and, like, so, I don't want to keep being angry about Summer House. Like, that's right. so stupid.
0: It's like a moment in time right. in your life. I mean, and then that's just two more things. So, like, one, do you think you'll ever reconcile with Carl to, to the same extent? mm
2: So, I don't really have anything. I don't think. Who knows? She may be mad at me. But I don't really have anything against Lindsay. So, I think we could easily reconcile. Carl, I think that... I mean, he walked out of a bar. I think that I don't have any reason to reconcile with him. I can own up to what I've done. He'll never own up to what he's done. Right. But, like... He's the only person that, like, I actually don't want to be friends. I, There's some no reason to be friends. Some people are meant to be friends. You're not a good friend. You're not a good person. You're not an honest person. Why do I, like, what is the point?
0: You're just not interested. Yeah. And, I mean, do you think, you know, because I always find it interesting, like, having been on a show for two seconds myself, like, What do you think are the most positive things that came from your experience in Summer House? And then, like, are there negatives? I mean, besides all this drama with other people, like, has it negatively impacted your life? You know, like, you hear about people that lose jobs. Like, people go on Big Brother and then they go back to their job and they're like, you're fired because you made a fool of yourself on TV. Yeah. Like, what are the positives and negatives? So, I think that for positives for
2: me, you know, one, it has given me a lot of opportunity to do things that you know normally you can't do. Yeah. Um the exposure and everything, but also it really made me more insightful, more like like observant of my behaviors and why I do them and and like obviously it points out some flaws. Um but it also made me a lot more open in my life. Um in all ways, but, like, sharing the story that I did with my parents, like, it really, like, that was a big thing to put out there. And so after doing that, like, everything else seems so easy. Like, if I'm mad at you, I'll tell you I'm mad. Like right. Like, which can be a positive and a negative. Like, I mean, some people might not like that brashness, but I think it helps you express and not keep stuff in because you can't do that while you're filming. You can't keep stuff bottled up. But, right. I think that that was a really positive things. The negative things, I think, I mean, there was a lot of negatives that made it hard to kind of bounce back because there was this big, especially after leaving the show and leaving the show the way we did, and it seemed very dramatic exit and all these rumors flying around. It was really hard, like... Because we can't exactly explain. And, like, even when I'm explaining now how we left the show, no one's going to believe it. (laughs) So, um, Like,
0: everyone has their preconceived notions. Right.
2: So that was really hard to deal with for a while because I felt like I had given so much to something and it was just, like, snatched away. I described it once as, like, you're not given this thing you're not given a role on summer house you're loaned a role and they can like take it back at any time
0: oh yeah like, there's no job security in any of these shows especially on bravo
2: yeah which is something i had never really thought about and like they just leave you there they do not care i have never heard well, when like, bravo anyone is done checking with you, in on me yeah
0: no they're done with you like when they're done they're done and it's like you never existed
2: right more or less it was very interesting because i feel like i got all those meetings about um, you know, going, uh, I met with development and I met with other people at Bravo after leaving Summer House, but I think that it was all just to try to keep me open to coming back during the summer. Interesting. Um, because after they had finished filming, I never heard anything from them right. again. Right. Um, or after I made it clear, like, I'm not shooting Summer House, right. then it was like, okay, well, <laughs> um, but, I think that it was really hard dealing with just kind of readjusting back to life and like figuring out what you're going to do. And do you want to keep doing TV or like I, and like I wasn't sure like after leaving summer house, I got, I've gotten so many calls from other networks and other things. And like, I've been put on like MTV, so many MTV things. And every time I'm like, no, I just don't think it's going to be, like, the best. Like, I just didn't know if I wanted to go back under that microscope. But, right. you know, honestly, now, I do think that, like, I'm in a much better place in my life. Like, and where these, the things that really affected me about being on season two of Summer House, I don't think would affect me as much anymore. And... That makes sense. Um, Honestly, If they did call me to go back for another season, if by some chance it got renewed, it it would be something that I would consider. You know, I have repaired my relationship with with Kyle and Amanda somewhat. And like, I think my relationship with Lindsay is still somewhat intact. And like, I think that that is a very interesting story to show. Well, I was going to say
0: that would make good TV. And also, they
2: do need ratings. So
0: it would. That would, um, yes, that would make good TV. But
2: I think that you know it would be it would be something that I would definitely seriously consider because I especially if only for the fact that it would be a little vindication for me because I mean people think that I am just this horrible like miserable person from my edit and like it really wasn't that fat, that, like that way and like I just want to show people like I had I felt like before going on summer house people would describe me as a happy person right. and fun to be around. And after that, you know, it was a lot of stress and a lot of pressure that I wasn't prepared to deal with. And, like, obviously there was other things going on in my life, too. Right. But it really made me sad that people didn't see me as that same person right. anymore.
0: So, like, if you went back, it would be – you would do it differently, per se. Yeah.
2: I th- I mean, I would still, obviously, uh, hold people accountable, I think, that – That's the way that I would go back is if it was going to be an honest show again. Right. Because season one, I do think like they told the story of what was happening because that was what the show set out to be was a show about a group of friends and their relationships and how they change. And it kind of lost sight of that that makes sense
0: and then before we go what is going on now in your life you are a wedding planner
2: yeah so I have done events for a long time now I'm back I'm working with a couple wedding planners living in New York living in New York still um full New Yorker single I am dating
0: I thought actually. you were because well, if, in googling you and doing my three minutes of research this morning, what it said because they they had it literally. This article was like three weeks ago. It says, "What are they up to now?" Oh, and I saw that. It like very brief for you. It said, "You know, you're living in New York as a party planner." Okay, that's kind of true. It said that you are single, but I didn't think you were based on a very quick stalking of your Instagram. Yeah,
2: well, it's actually not that person that's on my Instagram. That's one of my oh. really good friends, but well, there um, go. Christian. But um, I. Kind of had been taking an Instagram hiatus since like December. Um, and it's a,
0: f- it's that's a really smart thing. And I so haven't I'm and about it drives three months into wow.
2: a relationship, which is interesting. But that's amazing. Um, Maybe that's
0: because you took a hiatus from Instagram.
2: I mean, it is nice, but now I'm like, okay, I'm done. But like, it's so hard to get back into it. I'm like, what's the first? How am I? I've got to come up with a whole plan.
0: It's exhausting. I really need to step away from Instagram myself. And yeah. then the other thing on your Where Are They Now? It also said hangs out regularly with members of the cast of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> so, that is what they say about you now, which that wow. is not a bad. Yeah. That is not a bad thing. That's to have. not a bad thing. Listen, and I I am jealous. I am jealous on many many levels.
2: Yeah. Um so I am doing That's a lot great. of events. I just did actually last night, I just threw an engagement party for Hannah and Dylan from The Bachelor. Really? Um and I do a lot of parties. I that's some good in, to know, you know, just Vogue. with all these housewives that I know they're always
0: asking for yeah. uh, like, okay, this oh my God. Yeah, please.
2: I would love to do something, but
0: in um, anyone listening, I guess, where can we find you then? Yeah. Is, sh- is it Instagram? The best place
2: to find me is Instagram okay. at Stephen McGee. Um, I do check my DM
0: message You do? Requests. That's um, how I connected with you.
2: But yeah, uh, I honestly, you know, this whole summer house ride. I would not change it for anything. That's great. I think that also for me, you know what? Getting off the show was the best thing that could have happened to me because I don't even know where I would be if I had done another season. I'd probably be in a gutter somewhere. Like, I definitely wouldn't have made it to this
0: podcast. And you're six months sober. So, like, that's maybe because of Summer House and, like...
2: I think that it definitely opened my eyes to a lot and, like... I mean, when when you have that much free time, there's not much to do. But, you know, there's a bar open every hour in New York. Like, yes. But I think that leaving the show at the time I did was great. But, you know, I'm always open to
0: whatever happens. That's great. Well, I think you'd be a great addition to go back. And I think you'd be a great addition to other reality TV shows. So I really appreciate you coming in. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Everyone needs to follow Stephen. Stephen. On Instagram at Stephen McGee. You can follow me at David Yontef. You need to come back. I will. You need to come back and give me your, after you hang out with like Leanne and all these people on this, on their next visits to New York, you can come back and tell me all about it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Our listeners live for that. So, and I really appreciate everyone listening. Stephen, you, I really appreciate you coming in. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Thank you so much. Everyone, peace out. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.